This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You're not going to interrupt? You're just, you're just, oh, you, okay. You, <sighs> you, you uh, are, are you supporters at patreon.com slash says who by giving a dollar, by giving two, by giving five, by giving more. Not only do you get things, but you also help make says who happen. <clears throat> I'm, oh, very, you, I'm he's got very getting emotional. so choked up talking oh about God. them. <coughs> it's true that without you there would be no us you are our bosses that's what? not true we don't think of them as we don't think of it as bosses we think of it as um collaborators friends friends who friends who give you the money that to keep the operation going that's exactly it and you can be one of those friends at patreon.com slash says who money friends money friends Hi. Listen, I know I've talked about it before. We've discussed this, but I'm Maureen Johnson, author of books. And really, have you ever considered reading Truly Devious, a mystery series? It's like a pretty good mystery series, right, Dan? It sure is. Yeah, like people like it. I think they people do. like it. Yeah. Um, perhaps, you know, you've read it. Uh, you know, you, you want to do me a solid? You leave a review for it. You buy 16 more copies and you leave them in front of random doorways with a note that just says, I've, I've been watching you. Something subtle and classy like that. Anyway, the first book is called Truly Devious. The second book is called The Vanishing Stare. And the third book is called The Hand on the Wall. It's coming out in January. And uh, the first sort of run of the first print run will be signed. So there'll be signed books all over the place. I'll be coming around the country to to some places. It's going to be awesome. Books. Hey, everyone. This is Dan coming to you live from my trailer where I am on the road this summer. And you can come along with me and uh, Janice Dillard and the whole fam as we traverse America with our podcast, The Hitch. Week eight is out this week. We still got a couple more to go. Get caught up. Come along. Thehitchpodcast.com. Uh, yes, I uh, I will have some more tea. And uh, oh, it's nice and relaxing out here, isn't it? Just looking at the flowers and the bird. Oh, yeah. No, a, a nice little cookie. Oh, yes. Just very peaceful. And, oh, so hey, far. Maureen. How's England? Where's that voice coming from? I just, it sounds like I'm inside the teapot. Oh my god, Dan! What are you Hi, doing? Hi, Maureen. I climbed in. What, Dan? To tell you, Dan, how, that how it's you... time to record. Says who? Dan, how did you get in there? I'm very flexible. Yeah, but you're I'm also also a little bit stuck. I are you? That's hot tea, Dan, and you're. It's, it's too it's small. It's good for the pores. Damn, I'm, I'm just putting the lid back on that. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. 
That. Nope. No. All right. All right. All right. Uh, what? What? Hi, Maureen. Lit back on. No. Yeah. I know. What? Trump thinks Baltimore is entirely nope. rat and fat. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Or there is no says who this week. Sorry to disappoint. This is not happening. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am Maureen Johnson, and I am in England, Dan. I'm so far from the news that is American. Well, we'll get you back, Maureen. No. No, you won't. No, not coming it's back. Just been, it's been chill in England. It's no news. No news island. That's what they call it. Dan, our uh, our Main Street, mo- or uh, not our Main Street moguls, but our our Town Watch level supporters will have heard a podcast that we released on, I guess Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, I I got on a plane to England on Wednesday morning at eight a.m. Uh, and just as Robert Mueller was kind of coming in to start his testimony and. I laughingly said, I'm going to connect up to the Wi-Fi, but there's no way I'll get A, a good signal early enough, or B, any kind of a signal that can load video. That's just not something that happens on planes. This was your first mistake. Dan, I got five hours of streaming video coverage on that goddamn airplane. You're about to get its sponsorship by like GoGo in-flight internet or whatever they call that thing, because nobody's ever experienced that. No, it's never happened. No, it's never in the happened. History of, in the history of airplane Wi-Fi, yeah. you're the first to have it successfully connect. Yeah, successful and, and barely a glitch, just five hours of unbroken video streaming. So That is I, amazing. Yeah. I watched all that goddamn hearing, Dan, on a goddamn airplane. That was... I advised you not to. Let the record state that I advised you not to. Though it did turn out to be a good thing that you did because I watched none of it because I was dealing with replacing a stolen driver's side mirror that was stolen while I was off gallivanting with friend of the podcast Chuck Wendig. So I, I landed in, in England, got to the hotel, cracked open the computer in my bizarrely tiny hotel room, and um, re- we recorded, and I, it was all one go. And that was my, and the day I landed was also the day that Boris Johnson took over as prime minister here in England. It was quite a fucking day, Dan. Yeah, you really, you managed to really thread a shit needle there. I it was magical. So welcome from the land of England where Boris Johnson is now prime minister. Um he is uh things are great here. 
things are things are good. Things are Oh good. Well I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm yeah, glad to hear good. everything's good. Oh. They're not actually uh, they're not oh. actually good. No. Oh, I really you had me going there. Yeah, here in England, um they have decided to do now what we've been doing, which is really go the extremist fuckwit racist crazy route and um well, you know, they saw how they see how good it's going. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be like that way? Let's I, do them. Anyway, Dan, it means uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not I'm behind on U.S. news a little bit. Not enough, but a little bit. We'll get you caught up, Maureen. We will get you caught up. No, thank you. Well, too bad. You know what? You know what you can get cut up on, though. What the debates are tonight and tomorrow night. Two nights of presidential debates again, Maureen. Nope. Think of how fun it could be, you and me. Nope. Watching debates. <laughs> no. Can't I don't think know. of a word that rhymes with debates. Hates. Nope. I don't have one. Hates. Oh, yeah. Feeling the hates. That's Go our new musical. Unclaimed freights. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. I know. Uh, speaking of the debates, Maureen, I was at an antique store, uh, the like an antique mall with my family the other day, and the 14-year-old came barreling around a corner with a gigantic grin on his face. Clutched in his hands a four cassette audio cassette book on tape by Marianne Williamson. God damn it. I bought that shit, Maureen. Oh no. Now you have to but find I'm, a tape deck. I I have one at my house, but I'm a thousand miles away from my house. So the big question is will I get back to the cassette deck bef- before she is? But a footnote in the story of the 2016 elections. She'll never be a footnote. I mean, 2020 then. elections. I Whatever. don't even know what year it is, Maureen. No. I don't know anything. It's not important. How's England? Raining slightly right now. Um, Sounds like England. It was the day I arrived and the next day on Thursday, it was 100 degrees. It yeah. was the hottest day. On record in the United Kingdom. That's because you bring the fire, Maureen. The hottest wherever you go. Day on record in the United Kingdom. Yeah. That's not great. Sure, that's fine. Yes. So I would guess that the new prime minister is real on top into of climate, yeah, climate, climate change. change. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So it's that's like, good. It's like his number one thing. It's in you're in good hands. Yes, it was warm, loving embrace of Boris Johnson. I had to go from London to a place called Southampton, which is sort of down on the south. It's a south and west. And the first thing I heard that morning was, well, trains to the southwest aren't doing great. And uh, I needed to go out of I was at a station called Houston Station. And just as I was there, the news started to come through that Houston Station was beginning to pretty much literally melt down. Um, yeah, it was so hot that train tracks began to buckle. 
and trains um kind of stopped working and and every train was one by one being canceled and i fucked off out of there to another train station and i got out of london on one of like the last trains out last train out of london but yeah a lot of the trains going to where i was going were canceled that day but then as i got to the destination i saw that euston station was a trending topic as it just showed pictures of thousands of stranded stranded people and all these boards of canceled trains and people stuck in london all night because it was so hot but it's so hot there's nowhere to go it's super boiling hot <clears throat> so uh i really felt like i was just trailing a wake of destruction <laughs> is sort of how i felt that like last train out thing is always a bit of a gamble like right I've been on the last plane before they shut down an airport. And it's like, do I want to be on this? Like, if things are so bad that things are shutting down, how come mine's okay? Yep. Yeah. But I got out. Yeah. I got out. Well, Maureen, trains are an apt metaphor because, holy cow, Maureen. Hmm? The wheels are good and off this train. Oh? The train known as America. It has been it has been a bananas week. Remember in the lead up to the Mueller testimony, we were like, well, he's gonna really lose his shit this week. And then he kind of didn't. Like mm-hmm. it was sort of not that he was statesmanlike in any way, but it was standard operating levels of bullshittery. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not anymore. Did... Oh? What? He, it, has, it has just been sort of a constant stream of crazy-ass shit. But before we get to that, Maureen, I want to come back to our discussion that was uh, was shared with our town watch, which mm-hmm. was our reactions to Mueller's testimony, which you watched and which I did not. Yes. We are now coming up on a, a week. We are a week out from that testimony. Yes. Has anything changed? Has it done? Did it do anything? D- did it? I don't know. I can't tell. There is there that it feels like maybe we're crawling towards something. There are now a hundred and nine or maybe even more uh, House Democrats that have said they would endorse an impeachment inquiry, mm-hmm. which is not nothing. But it also feels like Mueller landed with a thud. Hmm. Well, Dan, I did tell you that my relative, um, the unnamed relative, mm-hmm. uh, watched the testimony and said, "Huh, this doesn't look good for Trump." Like, didn't thought Trump didn't look good in it. Yeah. Well, that relative, despite our agreement that there should be no political emails, Dan. Uh oh. Sent me one this morning. Oh, no. And I am going to read it to you. Oh, my goodness. I'm I, this was not on the on the notes, but I am I'm going to read it this to you. And I'm going to tell you 
because only certain words are bolded or uh, in capitals. So here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm sitting down. All right. This is all caps beyond unreal for exclamation points off on their own. Just a few bold. I- idiots can start this capitals bull if you caps really believe in this country caps please try to do something it does not matter if you are a democrat spelled with an e or republican you need to bring some common sense spelled with a c back to the usa strangely no period just a kind of quote mark hanging in the air the following is a compilation of various bold publicly advocated positions of currently declared democratic presidential candidates It is presented in no particular order and bold without editorial comment, i.e. it speaks for itself. Thanks, email. Be advised that this list is not yet complete. New promises are being added each and every week. Are you ready? Here you go, Dan. I'm ready. I'm not going to do the bolds because, oh, actually, I'm I'm, good. It's a whole mess of like bold underlining and italics and it's very confusing okay payment of bold reparations for slavery new wealth tax of three percent per year on assets bold late-term abortion up to the moment of birth restoration of bold voting rights for released felons impeachment of president trump raising the top income tax 70 rate to 70 percent from present 37 percent Refusal to repudiate anti-Semitism by Democrat members of Congress. Bold and italic free college tuition for all. Bold Medicare for all. Parentheses. Note, it's not really Medicare. It's Medicaid. Raising the corporate tax rate to bold 35% from present 21%. Bold and underlined abolition of of the Electoral College. Side note on that one. The font size is smaller. Amnesty for bold illegal aliens in the USA. No gun rights for released felons. Capping interest rates. Not. It's, uh, I have a question. Apparently, they're upset that the felons are getting voting rights, but they're unhappy that they're having felons' gun rights taken away in the same email. You know. But we'll, we'll get there. Sure. Capping interest rates on all credit cards. Bold and underlined. Packing the Supreme Court by adding up to four new justices. Federal jobs guarantee to everyone. Minimum wage, $15 per hour. My personal favorite right now, bold, infant side. Parentheses <laughs> and quotes make the baby comfortable while deciding whether to kill it. Federal so licensing an, of all. Yeah. So it goes on. This compresses 20 people's various statements into one thing. Please tell me, yes. does Andrew Yang get to the bottom of the list and be He's like... He's in here. He's in here. Oh, phew. His universal basic income made it? Yeah, it's some... Uh, yeah, cash distribution of $1,000 per month to everyone in All the right, US. Yeah, was, uh, I was just thinking... I could just see him reading the whole list and being like, I got... Come on. Please. I got one thing. We have my one thing. Yeah, all right. I'm glad. Yeah, it's, it's glad on there. for you, it's on Andrew there. Yang. Yeah. Anyway, this is how I... I I'm like I had. This, I start. This is how I started the morning, Dan. With this. Well, that's nice. It's a nice did, way to start the morning. It, <sighs> so what you're saying is that that moment 
that moment above the waterline of, hey, wait, this, this, something feels off here has now descended back into the murk. Is it okay for me to just send an email back that just says, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't think it'd be. No, Dan. Dan, you know, I'm spending time here with the English family and we're, I'm just trying to explain to them the kind of fractured mental state of America. And it's hard. It's hard to convey. Just here's the best way to convey it to them. Wait two years. (laughs) That's dark. Well, they'll be there. They'll be there down here with us. Um, is it still hot there, Maureen? No, no, it, it dropped by about 25 degrees. So it was hot, then it was cold? It's not cold, it's just refreshing. Okay. All you right, you wear... know where it's hot and then it's cold? No. In the White House. Trump Trump did a presser, or, you know, one of those things where he kind of yells at press people and holds his arms haughtily in front of himself. Uh, where he complained about the air conditioning in the White House, Maureen. Quote, The Obama administration worked out a brand new air conditioning system for the West Wing. It was so good before they did the system. Now that they did this system, it's freezing or hot. Yeah. Um, he, explained, I- he, he said this to explain why he was going to Bedminster for the month of August. Because it's uh, too hot and cold. It's hot and cold in the White House, Maureen. It's like Dan, the worst three bears ever. This is this is such a, this is such a grouchy old man. <laughs> so yes, it's so crotchety. Yeah, it's a real thanks, it, it was Obama. A real, yeah, I also love that he blamed it on the Obama administration. That it was perfectly like. How does he know that it was perfectly fine beforehand? Yeah, you know, you know how Obama went in and and changed all the. This is literally what the the that the relative does as well. Is he's always accusing other people of changing the settings on the air conditioning. So yeah. I'm beginning. To, there's you know there's a pattern here. Yeah, I just like the idea of like January nineteenth, like. Obama finishes putting like his last books in a box and turns to Michelle and she's like, well, it's been a nice, it's been a nice eight years here. And he's like, yeah, I got one more thing to do. And he like straps on a work belt and a light on his head and he goes crawling into an air duct to go fuck with the fuck with the AC. I don't like any kind of thinking that, you know, paints one group is really stupid and one group is as smarter you know like i i don't but we're we're at the air conditioning now dan and um yeah now we're just talking about air conditioning well you know it's hot and then it's cold that's kind of exactly how air conditioning works yeah yeah that is a little it's sort of the um hot and then it's cold that's cold how, how they invented it. Air con- con- conditioning. It's what it does. It's what it does. Uh, I'm going to well, just not, catch not, up on a couple. Not, what? not mm-hmm. a vacation. It's not a vacation. If you were thinking it's, it's a vacation. definitely not a vacation. He's it's working vacation. the whole time. He's working the whole time. Yeah. He's super busy. Yeah. He's busy. He, he also explained that 
the logic, and he used this logic previously, that he's going to Bedminster because it would be too much of a disruption for New York City for him to go to Trump Tower. As if somehow that explains it. He could go nowhere. Seems like an op. Although, that damn air conditioning. Obama well, just Bruce, Bruce Willising through the air ducts of the White House. Closing them from the inside. Opening other ones. <laughs> laughing to himself the whole time. Oh, Dan, that makes me smile. <laughs> And who's the guy doing the finger guns in that? I I mean that's probably Biden. Oh, that's pretty oh, much all he did, right? Yeah, it's a He's lot of finger it's guns. Ninety percent of the yeah. What was that? All that of his uh, job happened? was finger guns and <sighs> tea. I have a nice cup of tea, Dan. I can just have this one thing. I just need this one thing. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else? I mean. Well, we still have children in cages at the border. We are now apparently also just grabbing U.S. citizens as well and holding them for a long time. Everything basically is completely fucked, Maureen. Dan, when I tried to describe this general situation in America to a friend the other day here in England, I almost just started crying, <laughs> like just trying to convey <laughs> the fucktitude of it and which has never really happened before just the just me trying to say it all at once and i just i felt i'm like i'm starting to lose it i'm just losing it and i can't like it's just not a good look when you show up in another country and visit people you're like (laughs) just here's what you do you ask to see their phone for a second Mm -hmm. you pull up a calendar for two years from now and you make an appointment that just says Call Maureen. I understand now. I don't want that for them. And yet here we are. God damn it, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, but Maureen. Things are so fucked and probably because things are so fucked. That Trump spent the entire weekend from waking on Saturday until well into Monday. Picking a fight with the city of Baltimore because it is, quote, rat-infested and a place that, quote, no human being wants to live because he is mad at Oversight Committee Chair Elijah Cummings, whose district includes a bunch of Baltimore. First of all, Maureen, this is fucking racist. He has been on one of the longest straight up just racist tears of this of his time in office so far. He is it has been unrelentingly fucking awful. Second, fuck this guy. Mm. Third. I would like to take you on a brief history of Trump code violations. Because if this dude fucking cares about rat infestations and shit like that, he should maybe start in his own fucking house. Dan, I would like to go on this journey with you. Let's go. Let's start off at the Trump Grill at Trump Tower, Maureen. Ah, here we are. Let's look around. Uh, what, what are we yeah. seeing? 
Well, New York City health inspectors visited the restaurant in July of 2018 and found, quote, evidence of mice or live mice in and around the kitchen, a violation of sanitary standards that was deemed to be critical. Before that, the New York Daily News reported that the Trump girl has been cited for health code violations in each of the past five years, including sightings of live cockroaches and, Maureen, something called filth flies. What is that? I don't know. Sounds nice. It's very evocative. Mmm, that's what makes the the wedge salad so tasty there. Mm. That's not bacon. Mm. It's not bacon. All right, well, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, okay. Otherwise known as the Southern White House. Mmm. The most recent inspections of the club's two main kitchens, which were in November of last year, yielded a total of 15 violations, including the staff's failure to track the freshness of potentially hazardous foods, including curry sauce dated a month earlier that had been pulled from a freezer and improperly marked milk stored at 49 degrees. Yum, yum, yum. And cases of hot dogs stored on the ground of the walk-in freezer. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Also in November, inspectors uh, cited the hotel for a lack of smoke detectors capable of alerting the hearing impaired through flashing bright lights and slabs of concrete missing from a staircase exposing steel rebar that could cause someone to fall. Okay. And let's not forget, Maureen, that before uh, Japanese Prime Minister... Uh, Shinzo Abe visited in February of 2017. Mar-a-Lago had been uh, found that they had sushi fish ready for consumption without treatment for parasites. Yum, yum, yum. And cited the club for storing food in two broken coolers at temperatures that spoiled fresh ingredients. (sighs) Okay. This club cost $200,000 to be a member of. And Dan, as someone who ate some spoiled fish and wound up in an ER, um, it would be bad. Yeah, it's not a, it would be it's bad not a if, fun time. If you did that to the Prime Minister of Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we have discussed on this podcast before, Maureen, uh, Trump's Florida properties held the top three spot slots last year for the most swimming pool closures due to health and safety violations. That's poop. In, yeah, it's definitely that's, pooping that's definitely, in the pool. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that their pools were closed at nearly 10 times the rate of any other pool on that list. Mm. That's poop. Yeah, that's, that is definitely poop. Let's also not forget, Maureen, that a guy died in Trump Tower like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Because there were no smoke alarms and inadequate sprinkler systems in his apartment. Yeah, that was in and New that York. The only, and that the only warning that a lot of people got to get out of the building was Michael Cohen calling them up and telling them to leave. Can you imagine if Michael Cohen just, just suddenly got a out of the blue phone call from Michael Cohen screaming, get out of your house. <laughs> it's on fire. Dad, your house a- is on fire. You got to get out of your house. Oh, Mr. Trump says you got to get out of your house, Mr. Trump. I, um, in trying to remember the specifics of that fire, I looked up, you know, Trump Tower 
guy died in a fire. Mm-hmm. And I I got a headline that was so depressing that I could not click through on it. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it's that the Trump Tower condo board has sued that guy's estate <laughs> for some reason. And I just couldn't. No. I just couldn't. Maureen. I don't know, Dan. You don't do that. I want I you couldn't. to live. I want you to, I want I, you to be yeah. your very beardy best self. And I just... I could not. But do you want the kicker to all of this, Maureen? Do I? Sure. All right. Let's do it. Do you know who uh, is a noted slumlord in the Baltimore area? Who? Oh, that would be boy genius Jared Kushner. The Kushner companies own around 10,000 apartment units in and around Baltimore, Maureen. And uh, have been cited many, many, many times for code violations. Says Baltimore County Executive Johnny Oswalski Jr. Quote, There's a certain irony in hearing the president attacking a city and region when his own son-in-law was directly involved and his company was directly involved in creating the conditions where that quality of life was threatened. Dan. Yes. Dan. Dan. Maureen. Dan. Maureen. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 I saw something else, Dan. Uh, last night, something about Trump talking, saying someone is racist against whites. Uh, he says everyone. If you are, if you are of a non-white skin, and you have, you have offered even the mildest of critiques of Donald Trump, he will say that you are racist against whites. Oh no! But he said it uh, straight up uh, in words yesterday. Um, oh, I'm. Uh, oh, he's tweeting again, Dan. He's oh, tweeting. No. Oh, let's look. Oh, he's. Li- oh, it's no. a lot of Fox. Hold on. Oh boy, it's just. Oh, he's really. I'm still scrolling yeah. down, Dan. I am still I'm scrolling not, down. This is the thing, Maureen. Like I said, the wheels are off the fucking train. It is just. His daily agenda at this point is watch Fox News get angry and tweet racist shit. Perhaps to try to save my sanity, the page is having trouble loading. Don't do this to yourself, Maureen. Don't you have a nice pot of tea right there? Another tweet from an hour later just reminded my staff that Morning Joe and Psycho were with me in my room at their request the night I run New Hampshire. Likewise, followed me to other states. Don't watch show, but I heard Micah said I asked to preside over their marriage. Not true. Does anyone really believe that? They were made, married by Elijah, king of Baltimore. There you go. Um, this is where we are, Maureen. This is what you're missing. Dan, Dan, I'm now, I'm sad. Oh, he just tweeted again. Why? Just shut it down, Maureen. It, nope. Shut that Twitter down. Jesus. This is just him saying thank you, Amy, to somebody. Let's just see if he does it again while I'm sitting here. Just uh, just see if it refreshes. He is really not got a lot to do. I was, I was not joking, Maureen. The wheels are completely off. It is, we are just careening, mm. careening down a cliff at this point. 
So what do we do, Dan? What do we do? What, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do, Dan? Dan, 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 mm-hmm. it's, you know, what's bad is that when you get away from it and you have a goddamn day off from it and you get away and you look at another country and you look at a God, like the other day, Dan, let me tell you what I did the other day. I was with my in-laws in a goddamn forest. There were, I woke up in the morning, I went and I said hello to a goddamn horse. I said, hi, horse. And I walked through the goddamn woods where my husband pointed out to me that that's where the wild blackberries are going to come in. And I looked at that and I said, cool. And then we walked around. Then we walked back to their house and the goddamn horses followed us because they live there. And they came in and we gave the goddamn horses some oats. And then I went and I sat in the goddamn back garden and smelled nice flowers and watched birds for a couple hours while I got caught up on some work, Dan. And then somebody came and said, hey, do you want to go pick some goddamn wild wild blackberries with me and then I went and I picked some goddamn wild blackberries off the bush and was just eating a nice fresh fruit then we had a nice we sat outside like at 4 p.m everybody sits down has a goddamn cup of tea and a cookie and talks and is civilized and then they watched a goddamn really slow-paced and pleasant game show where you answer simple questions and win low stakes prizes and then we had another relaxing hour we had dinner together we walked through the garden at twilight it was lovely then we sat around we all hung out together and then we waited for some bats and we listened to some bats on the goddamn bat detector and then we all sat down with some goddamn cups of tea in front of the television together all lined up on the sofa together all enjoying each other's company had one after eight mint retired at a pleasant hour and read books until we peacefully fell asleep to the sound of woodland fucking creatures well, that sounds really nice. So you come at me with this shit. You come at me with this thing. You come back with me with the Trump and the stuff. No, it's not good. It's harder. It's like when you get out of the pool and then you have to get back in the pool and it's much, much worse. You don't get out of the pool. That's a trick. Never get out of the pool. Well, so, I mean, that's real nice. And you've got a cuppa right now. And, uh, you know, you'll go to sleep, wake up bright and early. It's 545, Dan. I I know. Well, I'm talking in a couple hours. Go to sleep, wake up bright and early. And you know what? You can turn on the TV and there will be the Democratic debates. Wishing you a good morning. Why are you doing this? Why do you do this? Earliest of mornings. There will be... Why are you doing Bernie this? Sanders and Elizabeth Warren chatting gently to each other? I don't, I don't there there will be Montana Governor Sandra Bullock. That's again he just tweeted again, Dan. What now? Uh he retweeted just a rando with what looks almost certainly like a um bot account at Lynn to zero six 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 seven eight four one. Oh, types and all. I know Lynn. Democrats are the only ones interfering in our elections. Why do you think they so strongly oppose voter ID? And then a big graphic: Democrats are the true enemies of America. Oh, perfect. But think, Maureen. You can just wake up. You can get another cuppa. You can have a delicious. English breakfast in front of you with uh, eggs and some beans don't eat, and don't eat eggs. Don't a grilled tomato. 
I mean, that tomato was nice. Some of that toast that comes in the little toast stands where they, they stand the, up in little toast rack. little triangles. I've and been chilling them can... at my brother and sister-in-law's and they run a beautiful yeah. B&B where they make here, they make homemade granola, homemade jam, uh, homemade marmalade, wow. and they'll make it. And they have facilities to make anything you want for breakfast. And they have little toast racks, which you can eat toast with their delicious homemade gems and marmalades. Oh, man. Yeah. I, uh, a number of years ago now, uh, we went to, I had work in London and my family came along. And then afterwards, we went into the English countryside and we stayed at a and b outside of Bath. Mm. And I had one of the greatest breakfasts of my life there. Sort of a modified English breakfast where it was all kind of cubed up and put together. And the guy that made it named it Ben's Mess. Oh, I bet it was tasty. It was delicious. It was real, real tasty. There are all these I love an English breakfast. And around here that'll you do can a full in- vegan breakfast, like vegan, uh, like scramble and sausage, plus like so there you go. beans and mushrooms and tomatoes and toast and, uh, and uh, all the stuff you can... There you go. You know, Dan. it's you can have an early breakfast. I think that what it's it's on at eight p.m. Eastern, which means nope. what two a.m. No, your time. It's Perfect. Matter. They don't even show it here. Just I'm sure they show it. They have CNN. It's on CNN, and you just ah. wake up two a.m. Footy pajamas on. You know, nibble what's... a piece of toast with marmalade. What a nice way to spend the middle of your night. What I will say is that because my brother and sister-in-law run this giant, when I say B&B, it is a giant fucking house, Dan. It is an old Georgian mansion house. So it means wow. that, so it, the ceilings on each floor are maybe, t- I don't know, 12 feet. So like yeah. they have a big spiral staircase. So while this, while I'm two stories up, it, I might as well be four stories up. It's really high. Sure. And we're on the top floor, but it means there are two more giant f- rooms downstairs that are empty. So if I got up in the middle of the night, all I'd have to do is walk down a flight of stairs and I'd have mo- like two rooms, two giant beautiful rooms with televisions where I could sit and not bother a soul and watch this dumb fucking debate at 2 a.m. But I'm not going See? to because I I, I need my life force. Well, Maureen. Dan, we're not helping everybody cope. Force. How are we? Sure we are. How? How? How have we made anybody cope? Maybe someone got a tea. It's not enough, See? is it? I have a tea right you've ins- now. You've inspired a good half dozen listeners to think about tea. Damn, I, I watched that whole goddamn hearing on that airplane. You sure did. I think the needle is going to move, Dan, and I truly, deeply believe that. You are such an optimist. I don't think, I mean, my brother-in-law is also an optimist because he also believes that Britain will not crash into a no-deal Brexit. You you must have fascinating conversations. Well, he's put together a whole thing, and it's not that it's, he's not... He's not a delusional person. He has he he strang- he had put a string of events together that he thinks is the most likely outcome and that that ultimately the country is too sensible to crash into something that catastrophic. That definitely sounds right. 
It would be real I bad. Think, I think that the last few years has shown anyone it's that sensibility always wins out over fucknuttery. Dan, we we just have to burn it down, don't we? You know. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mm, the racism is just poof. I mean, it's just something else, isn't it, Dan? It's just radioactive it is a cancer. It is poison. It is everywhere. It is in us. It is in the water. It is in the food. It is part of our identity. And it is something, isn't it? It is something. Yep. Yeah. Mm. It's not great, Maureen. Imagine it's not be- a great time. Oh, he's tweeted again. Jesus. And it's from someone I've blocked, so let's see. It's like one in the afternoon on a Tuesday. He's just retweeting randos, like literally some randos. She's sure, you know. It's straight up, it's straight up rando retweeting right now. Um, do, you, do you think he's going into decline a little bit more than normal? Like, seriously. Because we, we, we didn't start at a great place, so literally do you see decline yeah. here? I don't I don't think that he is any particularly more addled than he has been for the last few years. Mm. I think that what happens though is he gets caught in rage spirals mm. and he is in a very large rage spiral right now. And it's interesting because just a few weeks ago when he was really attacking AOC and the rest of the squad, which was Trump's animal instinct of smelling blood in the water at its height, Mm. you know, where he was, he was on the offensive. And that is when he is at his most dangerous. What we are seeing now is Trump in sort of a, in a, on the defensive, right? When he's on the defensive, he is much more ineffective in his attacks. They Mm. are bolstered by constant retweeting of people that love him because he needs to remind himself that he is loved. Um, He is, you know, flailing and, and the punches do not land. And it does feel like, I will say post Mueller, there was sort of a minute of him crowing and then he has been in this defensive stance ever since, which is very weak and very incoherent. Mm-hmm. Cool. Dan, I'm going to share something with you now. I wasn't going to share with the Sisuvians and you, but I, I think you deserve to know. I like um, sharing. Yeah. Dan, I told you that when I was in the New Forest, I had many beautiful experiences. And I, one of the horses, I really felt like I got to speak to this horse. Like she came over, we had a nice cuddle. I gave her some oats. Like she and I were really having some quality time together. And I gave her really good scritches. And like she, I had, I just spent some time with a horse and it was nice. 
And I arrived here in Cheltenham and I it was a beautiful first morning. I woke up looking over the beautiful Cotswolds. I got out of this beautiful bed. It's, a, it's a bigger than a king bed. It's a, called an emperor size. It's giant. Nine of us could sleep on it. It is magnificent. <laughs> As someone who sleeps at a queen bed with two people and a dog at home, like this is, we're just, we feel like we're in a whole continent of our own. I woke up and I went into the bathroom and I was brushing out my hair and I looked and I, I was like, uh, something on, on the other side of my arm. What's just what is this? And I lifted up my arm, Dan, and on the underside of my arm were these two circles, these weird circles, Dan. And I was like, what is this? Some weird bug bite, I guess. And I looked at it really closely, two distinct circles. I was like, huh. And I looked, and on the other side, there was just this, another little one. I was like, Huh, that's weird, isn't it? And there were kind of these angry streaks out of it, and I was like, "Doesn't this doesn't seem good?" And I, it really burned too. And I was like, "Huh, I wonder what that is." And throughout the day, you know, I kind of thought it would fade, and I kept looking. And throughout the day, it got more red. And I was like, "Huh, Dan, I, I have ringworm, Dan. I got goddamn oh, ringworm no. for a <laughs> Oh no! Yeah." Oh no! So what what I'm trying to say, Dan, is that sometimes, says Huvia, you're out there coping, you're communing with nature, you're out in the sunshine, you're stroking a horse, you're you're thinking thoughts, sharing thoughts with the horse, and it's beautiful. And the next day you wake up, you got ringworm under your arms, and you then you have to go into town. To the local uh, and pretend that you're going somewhere else to do something else and you go into the booths <laughs> and you say very quietly I just I, first I didn't know what to ask for and I, I thought I was a bug bite first time I went in I was like can I have Benadryl and they said nope and I said it's right there can I have it and they said nope you can have this instead because we won't sell it to you for a bug bite so I went home with my something else that they because they wouldn't say, and then I went back and I was like I have something for ringworm, ringworm, I have ringworm. And they're like, ringworm, you say? And they, why, yes, of course you can. get on the speaker like, can somebody help us with a ringworm issue in aisle 12? uh, And contrary to how it sounds, it's not a worm. It's a... No, it's not. No. No, but it... As the parent of children... Yeah. You learn very quickly that ringworm is not a worm. And they were like, well, have you been touching any strange animals for the last couple of days? I'm like, you mean like a bunch of wild horses? (laughs) As a matter of fact, I have been. So, yeah, I clearly touched the horses. And then because it was hot and there were a lot of flies around, I probably brushed the underside of my arm to brush off a fly or a bug or something. And I scratched it a little bit and it gave myself ringworm under my arm. And now I have to treat it. Um, this is what you get for gallivanting with filth flies, Maureen. So that's a nice story I wanted to share with everyone. It's a kind of object lesson in not getting too comfortable. Um, I just want to tell you a nice story. Um, on that note, it says who is made possible by you through your support at patreon.com slash says who. Ringworm, Dan. Yeah, ringworm. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. You can catch Ted Leo on the road by going to tedleo.com and looking up his latest tour dates. Do you think Ted Leo's ever had ringworm? Probably. I would imagine most punks catch ringworm uh, sometime or other, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Ted. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say Ted Leo's spent enough time in punk houses that I'm sure he has caught most every bug that's available. I made sure. I remember at the there boots. was. I, I remember there was a period of time where me and my friends, uh, when I was in high school, we would drive up to Madison, Wisconsin, a lot to a punk house there to see shows, and everyone at that punk house had scabies. Ooh, yeah, because they would just. They would just. Um, they would garbage pick furniture, and that was how the whole place Ooh. was. The whole place was decorated with garbage picked furniture from frat houses that threw out their couches and things. Dan, I I keep having it wasn't to the make cleanest up, place in the world. Make up reasons that I'm going to town. I keep saying I'm buying more notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then do you go? I'm a writer, you see. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I come back. I need something for my ringworm. You see, the more you talk about having the ringworm, um, the more open you feel about it. And it says, "Who? This is what I want you to feel. Feel open about this stuff. Like every once in a while, you rub up against a wild horse and you get ringworm under your arm. I'm just saying. It happens. Our logo is designed by Darth. Darth's never had ringworm. I mean, Darth's a red panda, so probably rabies or something. I don't think Darth has ever had rabies, um, but maybe some sort of general um, itchiness in the fur. Sure. Please, baby. You can, you can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at Says Who Podcast dot com. Or at, um, at the Ringworm uh, support group that I am now running. <laughs> Should be gone in a couple days, Dan. Pretty simple. <laughs> just, Pretty simple treatment. You just reach I'm Maureen at Maureen at ringwormanonymous.org. I had to tell my mom about it and because she's a nurse and I was like, I think I have ringworm. And she's like and I, she's like, Yeah, it sounds like a ringworm. It's not a big deal, but here's what you have to do. And then she's like, Well, you can't wear deodorant. And I was like, well, I'm going to wear deodorant. Mm. Dan, this is just why am I telling everybody this? I just uh, You're just very open. I just you I just can, want everybody to feel better about themselves. Sure. You can feel better about yourself on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have a surprise. Ooh. I have surprise agreed. And I think by the time this this is out, the news will be out, so it's okay. I'm going to be at a con not this weekend, but next on the what? 9th. Yes. On the 9th, I think, of August. Uh, yes, the 9th, 10th, and 11th of August. I will be in Dallas. Whoa. At LeakyCon. Hey. Yep. I, I, I was asked to go and my schedule allowed for it. So I'm going to go. I will not have ringworm by then. And please don't bring it up. Uh, except privately, you can lean over with me. You still the ringworm. And I'll be like, I don't have the ringworm anymore. And it'll be a thing that we do. It'll be dead by then. Don't worry. Uh, I, you see, you it, should really you advertise. Should, hold on, though. Yeah. You should try and keep the ringworm till then. And then you can tell people it's your dark mark. Dan, I have caught a lot of things at cons, but it's almost always the flu. Um, Is it almost always criminals? And a bunch of criminals. That's what I thought. So if you want to see me uh, in Dallas, Dallas, please come and see me. That's exciting. Yeah. 
surprise trip to Dallas. You're not going to be in Dallas then, are you? No, we will be uh, we will be heading heading on the road home starting on the ninth. Oh man, I know it's a sad sad moment, but it's not there yet. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can, can t- join us on August seventh mm-hmm. for our next episode. Can I tell you something else? Yes, I went to a bookstore today, Dan. And they had a games room. More ringworm. Uh, no. And they had a okay. room of games. And one game that you can get in England that you can't get in America is Call the Midwife, the board game. Yes. If you've ever wanted to play a board game based on a television show, a bunch about a bunch uh, about a bunch of um, early 1950s, early NHS midwives delivering babies in a poor section of London and uh, helping through things like preeclampsia and um, illegal uh, uh, abortions and other terrible conditions. Um, You can now have it in board game form. Boy, that sounds like a real hoot. It sounds really fun. So I'm definitely sounds like a good time. I'm going to go back and buy that tomorrow. (laughs) Nice. Nice. And try not to give everyone at the board game store ringworm while you do it. I feel like I shouldn't have mentioned the ringworm, but, you know. It's it's... all right. Most likely enough horrors will have transpired between now and next week that I will have completely forgotten about it. I'm trying to make ringworm great again. Oh, wait. I could make myself a calendar reminder. All right. Hold on. About what? About Just... Okay, there we go. We're recording on the 6th. All right. Uh, reminder. Maureen Ringworm. See, it's Just cool if you talk about it. To, uh, Ask to check in, see how you're doing next week when we talk. I don't, I think that I emotionally broke and that's why, and it's good to talk about things. In Sithuvia, sure. we're open with each other. Yeah. Share your ringworm, everyone. Don't share, don't, I mean, don't. It's not, I mean, it's contagious, but it's not that bad. It's just like a, get a little circle on your arm. It's... it's like a little club. It's like a branding. Is it cool if you catch ringworm from someone you admire? Definitely. And they caught it from a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hey, ask me what I, hey, it's me. Hey, Amy Carter Shoe, do you have ringworm too? I had it one time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I had it on my ass. (laughs) Ask me where I got it. Ask me where I got it. it. I got it from Joe Biden. (laughs) How? I was scratching him. I was rubbing him all over. He loves oh, it. Gross. He gave him a scratch on the belly. Uh, he loves oh. it. And I was saying, Joe, how, why are you so itchy? And he patted me on the shoulder. And I got ringworm. I kept it. <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of it. I like it. <laughs> God. He gave me ringworm. I and I said yes. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. I don't either. I love it, though. <laughs> 
He's got from... stretchy balls. He's got stretchy balls. I'm gonna watch his debate with the stretchy balls. They have to build an extra podium just to hold his balls. <laughs> one podium for Joe. One podium for oh, Joe's God. balls. I can't breathe. He puts them up, and that podium is higher. That's how amazing his balls are. Higher than the normal podium. What is happening? Yeah. Oh. From my trailer in Lyons, Colorado, I'm when Dan he drives Sinker. A car, when uh. he drives a car, they hang over the rearview mirror like a pair of fuzzy <laughs> dice. But they're not dice. They're his balls. It's not funny. It's, it's not funny. Do you think we're getting worse oh. or better with time? Because uh, when we started this podcast, we were talking to classy reporters, and now we're talking about Ringworm and Joe Biden's balls. I think that we are reflective of the times. Hmm. What would you rather see, my Ringworm or Joe Biden's balls? <laughs> oh, Choose. God, you're Ringworm by a mile. Choose. Really? Oh, what do you mean, Really? <laughs> I have to admit, it looks kind of cool. Once you get over the horror of it, then anything that you get on your skin where you're like, ew, look, you're like, oh, it makes a circle. Cool. It's like, you know, like an alien encounter on your own skin. <laughs> Why am I still talking? You're just going. All you got to do is say your name and then we're done. It's all you have to do. <laughs> it's literally the only thing. <laughs> Is there anything else I should reveal? I think I got no, it all. I think we're good. I think we're good. I did I wake up the, good. the first night after I, I arrived and I thought I was going to barf, oh, but then I didn't. No. Okay, but I didn't want to wake great. I didn't want to wake anybody up in case I did, so I had a whole plan where I was going to run out of the house and barf in the woods. <laughs> that seems totally normal. But in the end, I just got ringworm from a horse. That's I'm Maureen Johnson from And this England. And this has been Says Who. <sighs> what are you going back to Boots for today? More notebooks. <laughs> <laughs>